Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Let's join Bishop Kevin J. Foreman. at this moment we welcome those watching live at all of our campuses now what an awesome day today is Kurt somebody next to you and say it's good for us to be here it's good for us to be here hallelujah lift your bible high let's make our confession of faith if you don't have your bible i told you last week you can download the bible on your google phone on your iphone now if you got the great brick it won't work I'm messing with it. You ready? Let's do it together. This is my Bible. It is the living word of God. My mind is renewed and my spirit is prepared to receive the word which produces faith. And faith pleases God. I'm not just a hearer of the word. I'm a doer of the word. This word has given me life and life. Shout it. I am. Hallelujah. Amen. Remain standing if you would. Flip to Zechariah chapter 3. Zechariah chapter 3. Again, we welcome those watching live at all of our campuses now. We are in the third week in the Heaven on Earth series. Anybody been getting some Heaven on Earth since you've been learning? Amen. And so we're excited about this series. Zechariah chapter 3. We're going to read the entire chapter, but it's only about 10 verses or so, so it's not that much. When you have it, say, I have it. If you're still flipping, say, give me a second, Bishop. Amen. Second. Okay, here we go. (laughs) Zechariah chapter 3, verse 1. Then he showed me Joshua, the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord, and Satan standing at his right hand to oppose him. And the Lord said to Satan, the Lord rebuke you, Satan. The Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebuke you. This is this not a brand plucked from the fire. Now, Watch this. Joshua was clothed with filthy garments and was standing before the angel. Uh, That's where all of us have been at one point. And some of you may be right now. You're standing before God, but you're dirty. You've got dirty clothes on. Are you still here? Then he answered and spoke to those who stood before him, saying, Take away, watch this, the filthy clothes or garments from him. And to him he said, See, I have removed your iniquity from you. Iniquity is generational sin. He says, I took care of what your daddy did, what your granddaddy did, what your great-great-granddaddy did, what mama and them did. All the iniquity, the sin of your bloodline, I've taken from you in one day. And I will clothe you with rich robes. And I said, let them put a clean turban on his head. That represents his be- him being a king. So they put a clean turban on his head and they, and they put clothes on him. And the angel of the Lord stood by. Then the angel of the Lord admonished Joshua saying, thus says the Lord of hosts. Lord, Lord of hosts means the Lord who fights for you. Look at somebody say, he fights for me. Man, I ain't got to fight my battles. I just show up and know that when I show up, he's already worked this thing out for me. I don't have to. Uh, yeah. 
if you will walk in my ways and if you'll keep my command, then you shall also judge my house and likewise have charge over my courts. And I will give you places to walk among those who stand here. Hear, O Joshua, the high priest, you and your companions who sit before you. Say that to us. For they are a wondrous sign. For behold, I am bringing forth my servant, the branch. For behold, the stone that I have laid before Joshua upon the stones of seven eyes. Behold, I will engrave its inscription, says the Lord of hosts, and I will remove the iniquity of the land when? In one day. So you may not feel forgiven. You may not feel like he loves you. You may not feel like you're the righteousness of God. You might not feel like you're a king and a priest. But I'm here to tell you when Jesus said that thing was done, that thing was done. In that day, says the Lord of hosts, everyone will invite his neighbor under his vine and under his fig tree. He's just saying people will learn to get along when they all realize they're the same thing. Heaven on earth. Flip to Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3. I'm going to help your neighbor. You're doing great. We're just going to get your neighbor straight today. Galatians chapter 3, verse 26. Let me give you a little context for the text. In Galatians, Paul writes them. He says, you foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? He said, you started out well, but you let some crazy somebody get in your ear, and now you're all jacked up. That's most time what happens with saints. They start out well, then they let some somebody who don't know half or nothing come and get them all messed up. Looks at the neighbor and say, "You ain't gonna mess me up. You, you, you ain't gonna take me from God. You ain't gonna take me from harvest. You ain't gonna you, you, you can sh- shut the heaven up because you ain't." It's last Sunday. I'm being polite. Galatians three twenty six. You got it. Watch this. For in Christ Jesus, say that's us. For the country folks, and that's usums. You are all sons of God through faith. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ, I'm reading from the Amplified, into a spiritual union and communion with Christ, you have put on or clothed yourself with Christ. There is now neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female, for you are all what? One in Christ Jesus. And if you belong to Christ, say that's us then you are Abraham's offspring and heirs according to the promise. Look at your name and say, you're wearing Christ. One more place, Ephesians 1. Ephesians 1. Ephesians 1, verse 19. Ephesians 1. Somebody's going to get an understanding of who they are today. And when they walk out of here, they're going to walk out and stop walking out like a victim. But they're going to walk out understanding I'm a victor. And they're going to look at every circumstance that's been antagonizing them. And they're going to begin to antagonize it. So either you're going to happen to life or life's going to happen to you. I don't know about you, but I think I got enough folk in harvest that said, I'm going to happen to life. I, I. One more place. Ephesians 1 verse 19. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe? Say that's us. According to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead. Watch this. And seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion in every name that is named. Not only in this age, but in the age which is to come. Got it? Now, I just want you to just uh, remember this. Uh, In Revelation 3, it says he has made us. Kings and priests, then it goes on, he's made us to sit with him in heavenly places. Now, now before you sit down, I'm going to give you an opportunity to shout. Let's read the verse again so you understand where you're sitting. Got it? Are you still here? Okay, look at this here. Verse 21. Wait, now let me just, look at me, because I need, because this is Denver. Let me come on here. Look at me. Who are you sitting with? Where? In the throne. Well, where's his throne at? Let me, let me just well, watch this. In the third heaven, the three heavens, this is the first heaven, got to come to Bible college. The second heaven is the air. The third heaven is where God dwells. God sits in the third heaven. That's where his throne is. Okay? So his third heaven is above earth. It's above the air. Who runs the air? Satan. It's above all that. Got it? So we're sitting where? In the third heaven with who? Christ. 
Okay, some of y'all trying to figure out, Bishop, I thought it was one heaven. Much you, Bishop, you messing me up. Come to Bible college. Amen. I need you to get this, because I need you to know where you're sitting. Even though your body's here on earth, your spirit's in two places. It's here, and it's in the third heaven. Now, I need you to get that. I'm looking at your earth suit, but your spirit is sitting somewhere else. Bishop, where my spirit sitting? Ask me that, ask me that. Look at verse 21. Far above all principality. Who is that? The devil. And all of his power and his might and his dominion. Look where else you're above. And every name that is named. Your neighbor can't read, obviously. You as a believer in Jesus Christ, and if you're not by the end of this service, you're going to have an opportunity to become one. You are seated right now above every problem going on down here. But Bishop, you don't know I got financial problems. You're sitting above that. You're sitting above that. You, you're sitting above. Bishop, they're talking about me. It doesn't matter. You're sitting above that. Bishop, I don't have nowhere to live, but you're sitting above that. Bishop, I don't have no car, but you're sitting above that. Father, you hear me, and you always hear me. And as we move into the dynamic of this teaching, I pray that you would tailor make this word for every individual where they're sitting. Make it so that they think I've been looking at a closed caption video of their home all week. Speak to them in such a way that when they leave this place, they can't deny that you have spoken clearly. And it is so in Jesus' name. Why don't you have five, two or three people and you take your seats and say, I'm clothed in Christ. Clothed in Christ. I'm clothed in Christ. Now watch this, as we're in the third week of this dynamic teaching series, Heaven on Earth. Watch this. So far we've learned that we're from heaven. Say, I'm from heaven. Second thing we learned, uh, and I, obviously I'm making a synopsis, you have to get the CDs and DVDs, is that God fills us with heaven. Say, I'm filled with heaven. And, and that heaven he fills us with is also called the what? The kingdom. You got it? Now, we're filled with the kingdom. God's kingdom, and while it is invisible, it is visible because it is living through us. Got it? Now, we learn that once he fills us with heaven, which is called the kingdom, we receive a new job. Look at your neighbor and say, you got a new job. If you're unemployed, I'm here to tell you, no, you're not. You just didn't get the letter of, of acceptance. You didn't realize that when you gave your life to Jesus Christ, he says, baby, I got a brand new job for you. The job is called the what? The high calling. Now, so we're reviewing this. Okay, now, then we learned last week that uh, we must be possessed or enthusiastic. And remember, the word enthusiastic means to be what? Possessed by God about two things. They are winning souls to Christ and getting people connected to our great church. You got it? Now, the whole premise of this series was that people say, and you hear people say it all over, what? Get Jesus, get Jesus, get Jesus. We've got Jesus on bumper stickers. We've got Jesus on our T-shirts. We've got Jesus on those little uh, uh, rubber bracelets that you can put on and buy for 75 cents in the store. we got Jesus candies. we got Jesus pieces. we got Reese's Jesus pieces. we got Jesus M&Ms. we got Jesus Valentine's. we got Jesus Christmas cards. we got Jesus love you cards. we even got Jesus greeting cards. Jesus, we've got. The whole premise of heaven and earth is most people do not understand what he has or what they get when they get him. Are you still here? So, so we understand Jesus says, seek ye first the what? Kingdom. Jesus did not tell you to seek him. He told you to seek what he put in you. Because he's king of his what? Kingdom. Are you still here? So, Bishop, what do you mean, don't seek Jesus, seek the kingdom? Once I come into a relationship with Jesus, well, well, watch this, at that particular point in time, it becomes incumbent upon me to understand why I am on earth. Because if I do not understand why I'm on earth, I will live my life recklessly. That's why people go from relationship to relationship. They don't know why they're here. And they try to find out why they're here through some man. Or they try to find out why they're here through some woman. Because they don't know why they're here. When a person understands its purpose, it will not be abnormally used. You know what abnormal use is. It's abuse. See, some of you continue to get abused physically, verbally, whatever, because you're being abnormally used. You're being abnormally used because you don't know what you're supposed to be used for in the first place. Are you still here? So now watch this. When we understand the totality of this, uh, uh, Jesus says, seek ye first the kingdom. So one of the looming questions about this series is, how do I begin to live a life that's fulfilling 
and satisfying. Right? Well, h- how do I wake up and be happy about what I got to deal with? How, how do I wake up and deal with my problems and issues with joy? How, how, how do I wake up and when I want to cuss folk out, I look at them and say, blessed be the Lord God Almighty. How do I call, deal with bill collectors calling and all this? And I want to tell them where to get off, but I understand I shouldn't sign up for the debt in the first place. How do I deal with life? Man, life is a trip, ain't it? I mean, that's the moment you think you got it figured out. God's got a way of showing you. You don't know nothing. Y'all don't want to say nothing to me. That's the moment you think finally everything's working, everything's good. God says, oop, boop, let's, throw, let's mess that up. We got to do something. God specializes in stretching. And the moment you think you got it figured out, God says, good. You got that? Now let's stretch. If you are a saint, you ought to have so many stretch marks. Y'all not saying that, ladies. Don't be getting upset about your stretch marks. Say, the Lord's just stretching me. That's how the Lord's just stretching Are you hearing what I'm saying? No, 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 no. Watch this. Life is not all about having everything you want. It's about wanting what you have. And here's the deal. If you don't know what you have, you'll think you're dealing with chump change. If you don't know what you have, see, but Bishop, what do I have? You have heaven on earth locked up in you, and you're trying to find it in some relationship. You have heaven on earth locked up in you, and you're trying to find it through some job. And God says, you ain't living yet because you want so much, but you don't even enjoy what you have. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Look at your neighbor and say, I love my life. All the mistakes included. See, you need to realize it was the mistakes that you made that made you who you are. It may have been messy when you were going through it, but now you can look back and like the song says, baby, I'm stronger, I'm wiser, I'm better. Could have got bitter, but I chose to get better. Could have got mad, but I chose to get better. I thought somebody said, I know that's right, I know that's right. Can't beat yourself down for all that. That's over. No, 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 watch this. He is in us, but we wear him. Say it again. He is in us, but just like I have this suit jacket on, we wear him. Watch this. When you are born again, God changes clothes with you. You just read it. He said, as many of you have put on Christ, you're clothed in Christ. When you gave your life to the Lord, you know, you got to sound spiritual. It's not Lord, the Lord. When you give your life to Jesus, God does a celestial jacking. It's just like I said, I'm trying to figure out jacking. What is the Lord lifted my car up or something? What are you? No. Jacking was a term that meant to take with force. See, the Lord is a jacker. See, he says, the kingdom suffers violence, but the violent jack it by force. See, for all of you that used to be thugs in the world, it's cool. You got to bring a little bit of that into the church. You got to bring a little bit of that with you. He said, not too much thug now. You won't be thuggy now. God says, take your clothes off, fool. That's what it does. And he does. He calls you fool because before you knew the Lord, you were a fool. The Bible says a fool says in his heart, there is no God. God says, break yourself. (laughs) See, all the thugs ain't laughing. All right. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. That's all right. That's all right. (laughs) God says, give me your clothes. But so why does God want my clothes? Because your clothes are dirty. What did the text say in Zechariah? They were filthy. What do your clothes have? Guilt and shame and condemnation and sin and low self-esteem and all kind of issues and trust issues and all of this. And God says, give me all your clothes and take my clothes. Give me that low self-esteem. Give me, give me your trust issues. Give me your, your hatred of men. Give me your hatred of, give me that. Fool. Give me your clothes and then put my clothes on. And then you know what he does? Then he comes in your house and says, give me your furniture. I only got one piece of furniture for you. What is it? My seat. 
See, your neighbor knows how to be jacked up, but can they stand to be blessed? We know how, we know dysfunction, we know chaos, we know drama, but when are we going to learn that God has made us the blessing so that we could be one? It's, the kingdom is like income tax refund time. You know income tax refund because people get two new things. They get new clothes and they get new furniture. <laughs> Don't y'all look at me with that tone of voice. Some of y'all got invoices over American Furniture Warehouse right now. And you tell them I'll be back on Thursday because I got to wait till the check comes. They say it's going to be there on Tuesday, but I... That's the kingdom. I get new clothes, his clothes. And I get new furniture, his seat. Okay, okay. You, 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 do you understand that? Now, 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 now watch this. In one day and with one prayer, you change clothes and you get new furniture from God. But it takes the rest of your life to learn how to wear them or him. See, the new clothes he gives you is him. It's himself. So it takes one prayer to exchange clothes with him. But you spend the rest of your life learning how to wear him. See, see, see that's why you can't measure your journey with somebody else's journey. Because while we're on the same date, we are not in the same day. That's why when Jesus prayed, he said, give us this day our daily bread. Not this date. Because while your neighbor may be in day two, you may be in day three. Bishop, what is day three? It is the day of resurrection. It is the day where I've been through my trouble. I've been through my pain. Now it's time for me to start living. Some of you need to quit. One day to change clothes, the rest of your life to learn how to wear them. Isn't that something? You, you ever seen people that don't know how to wear clothes? Let me deal with the ladies, then I'm going to deal with the fellas. You know, ladies, that, that gal who high heels on her thing, but she decides she's going to get some heels, and she can't quite walk in them. <laughs> Say amen, because I don't want to get... Okay, good. I'll leave that alone. <laughs> okay, fellas, we get the point. Okay, uh, the fellas ain't said nothing. So. Okay, we got it. Okay, cool. So I ain't got to mess with the men. Okay. All right, okay. So, 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 watch this. Watch this. Uh, ask your neighbor. Say, how do you wear Christ? He's in us, but we wear him. We're clothed in him. Got it? They're his clothes. They're clean clothes. He, he used extra strength bleach. Now, now, I need you to understand that. Because let me tell you why, why a lot of people have problems with God. Because they, they keep thinking that he sees them in their dirty clothes. Every time I approach him, the book says, I've been made righteous. Which means when I go to him, I don't go to him as an ex this, an ex that, or this, that, and the other. I go to him with fresh clothes on. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Every time I approach him, I'm not approaching him as a this or that, the other. I have fresh new clothes on. And when I approach him, he looks at me and says, beloved, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. But Bishop, you don't know what I did. Doesn't really matter. Don't really care. If I got it under the blood, he looks at you and says, Behold, this is my daughter and whom I'm well pleased. Because if I don't understand that fact, every time I go to him, I will go to him not thinking he's going to do it based on my own merits. See, that's why when some of you pray, you're like, well, if he doesn't do it, it's okay because, you know, I messed up the other day. You don't understand the kingdom. Because it ain't never been about how good you've been. Because on your best day, your righteousness is still filthy rags. So it ain't about, I've been good this week, God. you got to bless me. No, I could have been at my worst. But if I got it under the blood, when I come to you, I can come boldly. Because I am your son and I have on your clothes. How, 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 how do you wear Jesus? There's, there's, there's a few ways that people wear Jesus. You want to hear about them? A few ways, a few ways. The first way people wear Jesus is the pimp Jesus outlook. The pimp Jesus outlook. These are people that, they, they wear Jesus loud. And there are a lot of bark. 
bite. I mean, they bling bling Jesus. They got those diamond, I mean, those crystal earrings from the, from the mall. And somehow they let that man lie to them and think they got diamond earrings for $35. But it's all right. <laughs> oh, don't y'all send me no emails. I promise you I will. Don't do it to me. Wait till wintertime. Watch this. <laughs> They pimp Jesus out. They walk with a loud young people swag. They need you to know they are Christian. Problem is, is that's it. There's nothing more to it except the appearance of a pseudo swag. Let me give it to you another way. They're posers. They're, They're people that walk around with Louis Vuden, I mean fake Louis, because they want to pose like they got it. And they want you to think they got this and got that and got that. But truth is, it ain't like that. You, you don't say it's like that. But they pimp Jesus out. They're a lot of talk. And the moment they hit some trouble, Where all of that Jesus is real? I'm with Je- Jesus is the homie. Where all that? They pimp him out. They're posers. I saw somebody the other day. <laughs> they, they had a coach signature ball cap. Problem is, problem is, I'm just curious. I said, I kind of like that. I don't wear hats, but I think my head's too big for hats. I don't wear hats, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> You got to know what works for you, you know. You don't be trying to do it because somebody else do it. <laughs> you trying to put a hat on a watermelon. Okay, so anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm just messing, guys. Relax. What's this? And they had a coach signature hat on. And um, I said, wow, that's neat. I like that. I said, I know somebody might like that. That's neat. But I went to the, uh, the online coach store. And they didn't sell those. I thought to myself, self, self said yes, perhaps what thou hast on it isn't really. Listen, what's the point you're trying to make? I'm not trying to get you materialistic. I'm trying to paint a very clear picture that you're going to remember when you leave. What's the picture? You don't want to be a poser, Christian. Well, you talk a lot of spiritual stuff, you say a lot of spiritual stuff, but the moment some trouble hits, all of a sudden you have to put those cubic zirconias up because they weren't real in the first place. See, if my praise is real, it's real when I'm on the mountain, it's real when I'm in the valley. If me serving God's real, it's real when I feel like it, it's real when I don't. It's real when I don't want to do it, it's real when I don't. So a person that's a poser, because you're just talking about how people wear Jesus. They have the mentality, what can God do for me? Lord, I need a house. Lord, I need a car. Lord, I need a man. Lord, I need a woman. Lord, I need a job. Lord, I need a this. Lord, I need a that. They never ask God the question, what can I do for you? You, you know posers because they ask God for something, and the moment he gives it to them, they turn on him. You got friends like that. Friends. Come on, sing it. Uh-huh. Okay, that's good. Now, just, the, just the one line now. It's the one that they beg you, please, please, please help me. Ah, help me, Jesus. And the moment you help them, and they fix the little problem you was helping them with, all of a sudden they don't know you no more. They were complaining to you about their spouse, and now that you didn't help them get stuff with their spouse, now. Okay, y'all don't want to talk. All right. Look to the neighbor, so don't be a poser. Don't be a poser. Second kind of person that wears Jesus, I call this the reverse Jesus. The reverse Jesus. You know people that reverse Jesus. You don't know they serve him until they get in church. It's a reversible belt, you know. Brown on one side, black on the other side. Huh? 
You, you know people that reverse Jesus. Out there, they the loudest cusses, all this, whatever it is. I mean, they go, they the biggest drinkers. I mean, the big whatever it is. I'm not. Don't be getting on. I'm whatever. They 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 act crazy out there when they get in here. Th- when they out there. And that's why they don't tell nobody they go to church because they know the people they hang with out there ain't even coming. They reverse him. It's like that belt, that reversible belt. Come on, fellas. We all got one of them reversible belts that maybe your wife got you or something and you didn't realize one day you go, why is the back of this brown? And then you started playing with it and flipped it. Oh. Well, the numbers was on this side. I didn't think you were supposed to show that side to the front. I'm not the only one that's done that. The reverse Jesus. You, you don't want to be one that reverses Jesus. Because Jesus says, I either want you hot or cold. Don't come up in here lukewarm. Bishop, so what are you trying to say? Because a lot of people will use that, but I don't serve God because I know I can't serve him right. That's wrong. You have a bad pathology, man. You don't get your life right to come to church. Man, as soon as I quit this, as soon as I quit this, I'm going to serve God, man. I'm going to serve God. Matter of fact, I'm going to be a deacon. You know, I'm going to get in deacon training. I'm going to be a, matter of fact, you know, I'm going I'm to do this. I'm going to do that. Hey, 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 hey. You don't get, if you could get your stuff together, wouldn't it be there? You do not get your life right to come to church. You come to church so God can radically transform you and get your life right. See, maybe you're sitting up in here today saying, oh, Lord, I don't know if I can come back next week because I made mistakes. Guess what? You're among the good company because we're all drinking the same Kool-Aid. We're all got the same dirty, stinking clothes. We all needed the blood of Jesus to save us. So stop letting the devil put a guilt trip on you. Tell me, I can't go to church this week because I messed up. And you're going to mess up next week, too. That's what the blood of Jesus is for. Somebody shout, thank God for the blood. You, you don't want to reverse Jesus. Third, third kind of person, though. Remember, we're talking about how we wear Jesus, right? Because we're clothed in him, right? Third, third kind of person, I call this the casual Jesus. You know the casual Jesus. These are people that are committed to non-commitment. You remember at Harvest? No, I just go. Man, you, you serve over there? Nah, nah. I'm not really that servant type. You, 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 you love the Lord? Oh, man, I believe in God. You're committed to non-commitment. Imagine for a moment if all of the people in your life were like that with you. They're your friend in your face, and when they get over here, you friends with so-and-so? No, no, I know her. I know her. We know each other. I just saw y'all yesterday driving to Basket Robbins. Oh, you know, uh, church was having a thing where you had to buddy up with somebody and take them. Imagine, imagine, boyfriend, girlfriend, imagine, boyfriend, girlfriend, boyfriend, girlfriend. Imagine, ladies, when he takes you around his mama. Is this, this your girlfriend? This my friend. Okay, okay, because the ladies are shouting, but let me get the ladies. Okay, okay, ladies, you, you know they see their friends in the mall and you're with them and. Hey, girl, hey, girl, hey, girl, hey, hey, hey. Who's this? This Tyrone. And they sit waiting on you to explain who Tyrone is. And you got that one friend that's always nosy, and he is. <laughs> you trying to be keeping on the QT, but they. Are y'all dating or something? I mean, come on, you know. <laughs> Fellas, you know what that does. You know that'll make us leave a woman in a minute. You'll be quiet the whole ride home. 
And she'll ask you, what's wrong, nothing? <laughs> oh, man, come on, man. Don't y'all leave me up here by myself. <laughs> so I'm your friend, huh? Okay. So then if I'm your friend, that purse, let me, let me just, friends don't buy purses that cost that much. Y'all ain't got to say nothing. Preach, Bishop. All right. I'm your friend, honey. Let me have them earrings then, because friends don't buy earrings that cost that much. Let me have that. I'm your friend. Okay, y'all can't get with me. The fourth kind of way people wear Jesus. Fourth. Bishop, what's the point about the, about the casual Jesus? You can't be committed to non-commitment and expect your Christianity to work. You're going to have to get committed. You're going to have to get planted. You're going to have to get serious. You can't be committed to non-commitment and expect Jesus to be always committed to you. That's unfair. That's not right. But, 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 the, but the next kind, which number are we on? The fourth. The fourth. This is what I call the fire outfit Jesus. Fire outfit Jesus. You know people like this. They only need Jesus when the sky is falling. They're only in church when, when their life falling apart. The moment two things out of the 15 things that was wrong get fixed, where you been? You know, fire insurance sick Christians, they just, they just, they need enough salvation not to go to hell. And as long as they feel they got enough of that, they cool. On April 24th, we're going to see a lot of fire insurance Christians. Bishop, what is April 24th? That's Easter. They're putting in their time so they don't go to hell. But I believe this Easter is going to be different because I believe when they come with their fire insurance mind, they're going to leave clothed a different way. Anybody else believe that with me? Maybe you're one of those believers today. I believe before you leave this service today, God's going to touch your heart and you're going to Fire insurance, Jesus, you know, fire outfit. Need him when the sky's falling. But then, then there's, another, there's another kind of way people wear Jesus. You ready? It's called the secondhand Jesus. You, you know secondhand. Secondhand means to give something to somebody else. These are people that live off of your faith. These are saints. These are saints that live off of other people's faith. Every time you see him, just pray for me, pray for me. Well, have you prayed for yourself? No, I'm just saying. You want me to pray for you, but have you prayed for you? Look at your neighbor and say, pray for yourself. I'll agree with you, but check this out. Can I give you some revelation? Matthew 18, 19, where two or three touch agreeing on anything, it shall be done for them. I can't agree with you if you haven't already prayed. So sometimes you wonder why stuff ain't happening for you. It's because there's no agreement because they're the first ones to pray about it. So before you go ask your neighbor, can you pray for me? You got to pray about it first. So when you come with your neighbor, come on and agree with me. That's why believers don't make intercession for one another. Intercession means to go to God on behalf of somebody they can't. Believers make supplication for one another, which means I'm going to supplement what you're already doing. You get what I'm saying? You don't, you don't want to wear Jesus like secondhand Jesus. You, you don't want to live off of Big Mama's faith. And you know folk that's got secondhand Jesus. And it's cool because we all going to get upgraded today. We all going to get a new outfit. You buying. <laughs> uh, but, but, but watch this. You, you don't want to be secondhand when, when you're wearing Jesus. Because, because at some point, you're going to turn into the next kind of person. Because, see, the problem with secondhand is that eventually what you're wearing becomes out of style. And you'll turn into the next kind of person. This is what I call the time warp Jesus. You, you, you know the time warp Jesus. These are people that... Okay. Y'all remember, I'm going to get you, sucker. 
Yeah, yeah. These are people <laughs> walking downtown with fish in their boots. It's not that what they're wearing doesn't fit. It's just outdated. But Bishop, what, what does this mean about believers? These are people who are stagnant in their understanding of God. Because in the place they're receiving their spiritual information from, they're still saying stuff that ain't relevant no more. Won't God do it? That's time warp, Jesus. Turn around three times. He's getting ready to bring you out. That's time warp, Jesus. Uh-huh. Because, see, that was a fad. Uh-huh. Because, see, what that was designed is to get people to shout. And, okay, okay, y'all don't want me to be real. Okay. But leave with no power, no understanding, so they shouted at church and left broke. Right, see, that's time warp, Jesus. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Get ready for what, partner? He already gave me the kingdom. That's time warp, Jesus. That's outdated. You understand? So that's why God brings you to a place like Harvest. So, 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 so what, Bishop? So you can be the next kind of person. You can be the contemporary Jesus. He brings you to a place like Harvest. Watch this. Because contemporary means a characteristic of present and recent time, not antiquated or obsolete. So you know time warp believers because you, you tell them a problem and they say, child, just put that in the hands of the Lord. Where are his hands at? I'll gladly do it if you show me where his hands are. Come on. I'm not the only one. And when people used to say that to me, I thought to myself, you've got to be out of your natural mind because where are his hands at? The, 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 you know time will folks because ain't, ain't God all, all right. I think that's offensive. He's all right. That's what I say when I go to a place and have a meal I didn't really enjoy. I went somewhere the other day and they said, Bishop Bible, it's all right. That's offensive to say, ain't God all right. You want to be contemporary. Meaning, you don't want to be obsolete in your understanding of God. Are you getting this? See, see, you, 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 you want to wear a Jesus that's in with the time. But Bishop, Bishop, what do you mean like that? I, I thought we were supposed to be in the world and not of the world. Oh, it, it, exactly. But remember, we're from heaven. Now, I just want to throw this out there. Maybe the, the technology we're experiencing today, I, I don't think the devil came up with that. I think that those ideas were downloaded. See, technology is not good or bad. It all depends on the purpose of why you're using it. Just like a knife is not good or bad unless it's in the hand of Michael Myers. You understand? So, so, so things aren't good or bad. It just depends on who's using it. Are you still here? See, see, see watch this. The technology and, and, and all of these things, these are things that God uses. And God has said, now listen, I need the church to be relevant to the time. And if you're not relevant, you're a time warp Jesus. And then you wonder why don't nobody want to follow you. They don't want to follow you because your Jesus still plays tapes. Your Jesus still got 33 and a thirds. Let me update it. 15s. It was 33 and a thirds, 15. Come on, don't, don't, don't look at me like that. Huh? Your Jesus still prints out map quests. <laughs> Knowing you can use your phone. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? So, Bishop, how, how, what do you mean to be contemporary? How, how, how is it that I'm to be contemporary in, in, in serving God? It just means that I am in the time and season God is in. And I'm not left in a place that he's moved on from. I said this to the sons and daughters a while ago. God is the only one that will fire you and let you keep working. There's a neighbor said, let's be contemporary. Okay. Because I want to make sure you leave with an understanding here. Okay, it means what I believe is not obsolete 
And I'm not believing in religion and stuff people said that were nice religious cliches. I'm believing in the word. Do you understand the difference? Okay. You, you remember people used to say cleanliness is, come on. That ain't in the Bible. That's time warp, Jesus. Matter of fact, Jesus ain't never said that. Now, let me be clear. Nastiness ain't no closer to godliness. <laughs> just so we get a good understanding. See, but people say, that's why my house is dirty, because I just want to be, no, no, no. Now, now, now watch this. So we want to be contemporary. That, that means we want to be in the same place and time that God is. But now watch this. Here's the last kind. You ready? It's the avant-garde Jesus. Let, let me spell it for you. Let, let me go ahead and sound it out phonetically. Avante Garde. <laughs> A-V-A-N-T-E-G-A-R-D-E. -E. Some of y'all got it when I said Avante Garde. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. It means unorthodox, daring, and radical. Now, now let's put these, let's connect these dots in this series. Last week, we learned about how many men? Four men. These men were enthusiastic. They, they were possessed by God. They were enthusiastic. They were daring. They were radical. They would do whatever it took to get the job done. God says, I need you to be contemporary and avant-garde at the same time. God says, I need some radical folk that don't mind doing what it's going to take to get the job done. See, I love radical people because radical people, you never have to wonder whether or not they're going to get it done. You know they're going to get the job done and they're going to get it done well. Now, now, here's what I know somebody's saying. Well, Bishop, but you know, that's not my personality. My personality is calm, cool, and collected. You know, you're a cool cat. <laughs> You like the Pink Panther. You just slide. Can I tell y'all something about me? My natural personality is not extroverted. I know. That's what I said, too. My natural personality is very introverted, very just, I'm cool. I don't, I don't need pe people to be saying, oh, you want to go? No, man, I can take myself to the move. I can take myself out to eat. Matter of fact, it's cheaper that way. I can do, I, I'm fine. <laughs> y'all ain't saying that. Anybody, come on. <laughs> You like I can do me. I, you know, you do you. My natural personality is somewhat shy. I know. Isn't that crazy? But when I put on Jesus, it doesn't matter what my natural proclivity, nuance, or idiosyncrasies are. I have to be contemporary and I gotta be avant-garde, which means I gotta be radical when I'm preaching the word. I gotta be serious. I gotta get because why? Because why? Because because I'm not clothed in me. I'm clothed in Christ. Let me say this last piece to it. Radical is relative. Radical is relative. See, for some of you, you're already pretty radical. So radical for you is like pretty extreme to some people. But then to some people, you know, you're just a little church mouse, you know. Yeah, you know, I'm not saying that about it. You just, you know, you're just a little, little mousy, you know. And so to you, radical is clapping. If you clap in church, you're like, oh. Radical is relative. You get what I'm saying? What well, simply means this. What simply means this. Watch this. What simply means when, when I say avant-garde, being radical, it's about pushing ourselves to places we're not familiar with. So don't think when I say be radical, you say, well, I don't know. I don't want to come down to the front and do the dance with the rest of the saints. Cool. You do what's radical for you. Even last week, we were talking about being passionate about what two things? Winning souls to Christ and, 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 and about getting people connected to our great church. We talked about that. But here's one of the awesome and incredible things about it. Because uh, I know some of y'all, we talked about this. Some of y'all, you don't invite certain folks because you don't want them to come. You remember we talked about that. Some of you don't want to invite your family because you're like, I don't even want Bishop to meet them. They're just crazy. And I, I don't even want them to know. They're going to be coming up talking about family business and stuff and just putting this up. Some of you don't want to invite your friends because you're like, they are too, mm -mm. <laughs> They're going to come into church asking for extra communion and all that. I just, 
Can I get two? They're going to be trying to take kids out of King's Kids with no King's Kids key tag. Boop. But in being radical, fine. You don't want them to come? Good. Invite some strangers. Are you getting my point? How are we wearing Jesus? How are we wearing him? Is it, is it old, antiquated? People come to you and ask you questions. Do they not even ask you questions because they know you're going to give them some old, spiritual, Mahalia Jackson kind of answer? <laughs> no, I love Mahalia Jackson. This is it. I listen to Mahalia for the new stuff. You know are, are you going to be talking some old talk or are you going to be able to reach them where they're at? You, you know why you're here? You're here because what I say reaches you where you're at. You're at Harvest because it's contemporary to where you're at. It's avant-garde to where you're at. Some of you come just to hear me say hell. Oh, I know you do. Because <laughs> I see you crack up when I say it. And I'm not doing that to be gratuitous and just say it. I'm just following Jesus. Jesus was radical, and he called it like he saw it. Everybody stand on your feet. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.